Welcome to Atomic Moms, a modern parenting podcast about the joys and complexities of caring for our children and ourselves. I'm Ellie Noss, and since 2014, we've been celebrating and commiserating with world-class experts, best-selling authors, and moms around the world. Okay, everybody, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Have you written a review? If you like the show, please, please write a review. Also check out our website. There's a 50-50 chance the new one is up. And uh, hit up our little private Facebook community and Instagram. I've been posting really ridiculous stories, uh, mostly of Sabrina. I don't know. I'm going to talk to my guest if that's like if that's an okay thing to do. Um, <laughs> so our guest today, Jolie Jenkins, you know, we're really lucky to have her in studio because we're having a baby like <laughs> any second, maybe, maybe today. She is currently starring in the Netflix young adult comedy, Alexa and Katie. She has written several comedic essays for the Huffington Post, which you all must, must read, uh, it made me really happy that I'm no longer a commercial actor. Anyway, <laughs> she has a blog called Joey Cake about the ridiculous adventures of being an actress and a mom living in L.A. Also, the photography on that site is gorgeous. Oh, that's so nice. It's so beautiful. She has an almost four-year-old son and has a second baby boy due in two weeks. Jolie, thank you so much for coming. I'm so happy to be here. I am so fangirling right now. I have to say that to everybody. I'm so excited to be here. I know about the flood. <laughs> <laughs> I know about the room. I'm just, no, really, I'm I'm so excited to talk to you today. Later we can, I'll give you a tour and I'll show you where my children sleep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to acknowledge the bump in the room. Uh, besides meeting that little human growing inside of you, what are you most excited about with like not being pregnant anymore? <laughs> Um, clothes, just wearing some different clothes. Although I know it's going to be a while before I'm in, you know, real clothes, but <laughs> this has been such a giant pregnancy. I mean, giant belly pregnancy. Um, my first son was almost nine pounds and I think this one is like 20 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> He's just been so low and big that I have grown out of all of the maternity clothes that I've bought, save three things. Well, you're wearing a beautiful so, <laughs> black tank today. I wear my, my super um, fancy Old Navy black tank, well, the one without the stains on it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you save any maternity clothes from the first round? Uh, not really. I wanted to buy wanted to burn it all after the first time. I mean, is that how you were? Did you save stuff? I saved it all. You did? Oh, good for you. Yeah. I, I saved it all, that. but it was just, but I didn't save, I saved it all for me. I didn't save it for the baby um, because I wanted a boy. <laughs> and I thought that if I gave away <laughs> my girl things, I would definitely have mm -hmm. a boy. Turns out that's not the way magic works. <laughs> I got rid of a lot of baby clothes, too. You did, yeah. A lot of baby stuff. I just figured, well, it took us a really long time to conceive our first mm -hmm. son. And we went through such a journey. I mean, like a four-year long journey. That's probably a different podcast altogether. But it just was a, it was very arduous. And, I, and then we started late to begin with. So I kind of just assumed that it probably wasn't going to happen again. And this was a super surprise, like a fantastic surprise, but 
this was like my, a, a real. <laughs> what do you think the difference was? Oh, gosh, I I don't know. I don't know. It makes me just sort of believe in and lean on the great mystery of life. You know, you think you kind of figure it all out and it's, it's just a mystery. And I, it also makes me believe that these kids coming through us are, are, they have their own plan and their own timing and, you know, so I got rid of a lot and it's it's been great this time to um, <laughs> back to the tank yeah, tops. Back to the back to the tank tops, and also just the baby stuff because I really I also was convinced I was going to have a girl if I was going to have another one if 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 you know, mm-hmm. and so that was a big super shocker to get pregnant at all. But then to, to be having a boy, I was like, I think we, we did a gender reveal with a cake, and I thought that I was convinced that the bakery made the made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> you like, want to send back the cake? Yeah, I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think this is somebody, maybe the, because the bakery spoke to the doctor's office, I kind of like coordinated them. <laughs> that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. I didn't trust it. I didn't trust it really for a minute, but it's so yeah. funny. Oh my God. What was the biggest lesson you learned in your fertility journey? Probably just along the lines of what I was saying about that the timing, there's just, there's a mystery factor in it, you know? I mean, that sounds so airy-fairy, but I really do believe that there's like, you can take the drugs and you can go through the IVF. We we never quite made it to the IVF, but we, you know, we did a lot of insemination, some with drugs, some without, changed doctors, Almost got a divorce, went to couples therapy. <laughs> it was like so many things, but I just think that there's, you have to sort of get out, get out of the way too. You can take actions and there's just some, you know, that unknown juju, I guess. You've been married since 2001, mm-hmm. is that correct? In Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So how did that, how'd that happen? Like, how do you make it? Since 2001, <laughs> you guys get a trophy, I think. So nice. Right? Well, he's awesome. I mean, we've really been, we've been through a lot. We were just at dinner with some friends the other night who have been together for a long time too. And we were talking about how I think you have to keep coming together. I mean, and, and just keep, keep checking in that, that it's still working, you know, and that you're growing together and not separately. I think we... We just got real comfortable in the way that it was when it began. And after a certain number of years, it was like, okay, this isn't, we can't, these old modes of how we were interacting with each other are not working anymore. So we have really had to go through that. And I think every couple, every healthy couple that lasts has to go through those kinds of identity, relationship identity crises. What was it about the fertility struggles that like amped that up for you all? Honestly, I think it would would have come anyway. I just think that that was something we were really, something that was so challenging for Mm -hmm. both of us that just brought everything to the surface. Yeah. Adam and I have been thinking a lot about like what is, what our relationship was, because we also were married for, uh, I guess not 
not 10 years like you all before we had our kids, but we waited a really long time. Yeah. And just how different the relationship yeah. is once the once kids there are come. children in your home. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's also, it was really cool because we, we didn't, I mean, we got married in 2001 and we didn't have Louie, our son, until 2014. And it's really, it was so cool to get to see each other in a totally new way after we'd known each other for so long. So that was that was such a surprising blessing of becoming a parent with him and getting to, I don't know, it was really, you think you know someone after all that time. You know them so well, but to just get a chance to see them in a new light. And also, you know, you don't really know. I feel so blessed that my husband's such a great co-parent. Mm-hmm. You just don't, you don't know that when you're like in your 20s, like picking a husband. Like picking, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I pick you. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. You just don't, you don't, you don't, you don't know if you're picking a good dad. No, but I had really bad stomach flu a few weeks <laughs> into our relationship and he was really good about bringing me Gatorade and he didn't shy away from the bathroom. And I was like, oh, Okay. That's a good sign. I feel like that's a good sign. That was like a preparation <laughs> for my <laughs> my unmedicated birth. Oh my God. You're amazing. They saw a lot. <laughs> they see a lot. Um, do you have any anxieties or fears about bringing home number two? I have a lot of um, curiosity mm. about how, how it's going to affect my older son. And... We we're doing it like the same because Sab- Sabrina oh, was timing. just yeah she was about to turn four ah uh, yeah when we brought oh, Eliza should, home okay, we should talk more about that though mm. should get some mm-hmm. tips um it's it's been an interesting pregnancy because it's it's flown by it's flown by the first one was all about me <laughs> <laughs> first one yep. it, it was so hard one that it was just about like mm. oh taking naps and prenatal yoga and what am I, what do I want to eat today? You know, just really getting ready for the, I mean, I was, I was so prepared, but Mm -hmm. I was so not prepared as I was driving here. I was thinking a lot about Britta and about the cocoon and about like going back, going back in that that. episode. Oh my God. When gangbusters. I listened to it again last week. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's, yeah, everyone check out Britta Bushnell's. She's got two episodes oh on the podcast and they such good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Those got spread around. So I guess all that to say, I I feel like this has been an, a different pregnancy in that I'm I know what I'm getting into mm-hmm. for better or for worse, you know. Mm-hmm. If I know what I'm getting into the the incredible like heart aching love and the sleep deprivation, the hard, the hard. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's interesting going back in, knowing what you're in for. Did you feel like that? Totally. It was really, well, I hadn't realized how much I had forgotten. Like I knew, yeah. I, I was like, okay, I, I, have I know fears that I'm about gonna, that yeah. stuff too. Like, I know this is going to be hard. It's like, hard okay, to do sleep, I wake but, them to feed them? Do right. I, I know. I'm like, do, how do the I? The second one, they say, yeah. We didn't wait to feed the second You didn't? Time. I mean. But it was, 
through Do, different challenges. Like yeah. Eliza was a happy spitter, so she threw up every single time <laughs> she ate. But she was also in the 90th percentile, so the pediatrician was like, hey, she's fine. She just pukes all the time. Yeah. So, like, we were both just naked for— Oh good two God. months because it was but like not in a fun way <laughs> not in the fun way no 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 nothing no no but we did like the sleep stuff differently she was in our room the whole time this time you know you change it up and each kid is obviously so different yeah. and we know that right but like when you're actually facing it it's really trippy but I had a really good time I don't know my listeners are probably like Ellie we look you know like eh. <laughs> like you you had some rough spots, but I just had so much more fun this time. Oh, that's so great. Because it's, uh, you get to have like people around. I, look, no one has met Eliza. She's 14 months, and I swear no one's met her because we're always just on Sabrina's train. Uh-huh. But to have a four-year-old come home from school and to have that energy, even if it's like very frustrating, that was good for me. Because then you're not just isolated and alone yeah. and like bored out of your mind. Instead, you're just like hollering and oh, that's great. <laughs> trying to feed everybody. I, I do like, better with the chaos. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I, also, you have the perspective that I just, I remember being in that early newborn time, the first time feeling like, this is my life now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm mm-hmm. Gonna, And then feeling so guilty for feeling that way, for mourning my old freedom because I had wanted so much to be pregnant. And now, I mean, I only have four years of hindsight, Mm -hmm. yet I see that those little segments of time are are just blaze by. It's over. I mean, Eliza's only 14 months, Mm. but she's like in a (laughs) 2T. She's so cute. I saw her the other day. Oh, my gosh. But she's uh, very large. And all these little baby things are just gone. They're already gone. You know, it's crazy. Crazy. Like, that crib will be out of her room in no time. Can I have it? (laughs) Yes. So it gives you that perspective. And it also... And also, you've already given up so much, Jolie. Yeah, like it's not it as painful. I, I can. I, I'm sure. <laughs> You're I'm like sure. <laughs> the other day, I was. I, I did. I tell you this. I was getting ready for something, and I had a. I mean, like my one nice thing, my one nice dress, you know, to to wear to a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I I put it on the bed, and I would went to do something else, and I came back in the room, and my son was like rolling around in it Mm-mm. wiping his nose on it I, I literally out loud said nothing is sacred nothing sacred anymore <laughs> and sometimes I feel petulant about that and sometimes I most of the time I let it roll but yeah but occasionally aren't you like Don't, is there anything that's mine <laughs> is there anything <laughs> left that's just for me <laughs> that's so good. But especially if you're 37 weeks pregnant and there's nothing else that's going to fit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the stakes was, are high the there. The stakes are <laughs> super high. Oh. So, okay. You know, I have this obsession with like how our own childhoods affect our parenting styles. Give me a little bit. What mm. was it like being Jolie as a kid? And how has that affected the way you raise your kids? Oh, it's such an, isn't it an inter- such an ongoing mm-hmm. <laughs> exploration, isn't it? Always evolving. Yeah, it is. I had a really interesting childhood. I had a very like normal 
sort of middle-class childhood until I was 11. And then my parents divorced and my mom moved to California and became like involved in a big self-help movement. And so I had like this really normal, like meat and potatoes childhood until I was 11. And then from then on, it was like this really progressive, like vegan California self-help like world. And so I feel both, both parts of that in me kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, my mom and my stepfather traveled a ton and that had its pros and cons, you know, that they were teaching seminars and busy doing things in the world. It, It made me more independent. It was a gift to me in a lot of ways. It makes me want to be around a lot mm. with my kids and try to figure out how, I mean, I'm, I really am so curious about, I want to talk to every mom, every working mom about how they find that balance. I'm so fascinated by that. Me too. Um, I, I just could talk to people for days about it. You so know? how have you found that balance? Um, I, I, again, I feel like that's an ongoing exploration too. My work is great in that I have chunks of time off, at least now, because I'm on a television show when I'm That's not. Been picked up for a second yeah, series. Yes, season. Yes, season. We just finished, we just wrapped the second season. Wow. Um, When's that coming out? November or December of this year. And I think that's also why this pregnancy blazed by because I was pregnant for the, you know, until I was about, mm-hmm. I was working until I was about six months pregnant. Yeah, you were working um, and raising another one. Yes. And they were hiding the belly, which was another like, <laughs> it's going to be like, why is she wearing another flowy cardigan <laughs> and holding another laundry basket in front of her? There's a lot of laundry, that lady. Um, so when I'm working, I'm gone a lot more and it's, God, it feels so good in certain ways. It feels so good and vital to be working. Mm-hmm. And I love working and I also see, I see my son, you know, struggle a little bit with me being gone and, you know, I'm just there as much as I can be. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I mean, the type of show that I'm on is such a, the hours are so great compared to what they could be on so many of these like huge 20 hour day dramas or something. I don't remember where I heard it. It might might have been here or from a Janet Lansbury podcast mm-hmm. or from Jen Waldberger or something mm-hmm. about, you know, you leaving them with someone who you trust is sending them the message that they're capable of being without you, you know, that they're capable of their own independence and their own relationships with dad or grandma or nanny. And that gives me a lot of comfort, that thought. So that's how. But I've, I drive to work feeling like, ah. <laughs> and also like, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's both. It's such an mm-hmm. interesting simultaneous experience. What's the, di- what's the biggest difference between <laughs> being a mom, playing one on TV? <laughs> well, on TV. I just say that like, <laughs> so funny. Like, like, here's my I'm e- not a doctor, <laughs> but I, yeah. Um, <laughs> Is this, am I just like the interviewers when you have to go to those hotels and like go room to room? Oh my God. 
So is this funny. what it's like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I just like that? <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I play the mom to two like way older kids than I actually have. Yeah. Was that like, did that like hurt your feelings at all at first? <laughs> I mean, you're like, are we really there, guys? <laughs> no, I guess I think we are. I think we are. <laughs> I think I'm just like a weird like lady having babies in her 40s, but in real life. But yes, on the show, I play the mom to a 15-year-old and a eight, nine-year-old. But it's great. I mean, it's great. It's the same. It's the same. I mean, it's not the same because they're not my actual children. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's the same mom love that you're tapping into, I guess, Mm, you know? Yeah. Um, So that's interesting. What's the most fun part about being on the show? Oh, the people I work with are so wonderful. It's so nice to go to work and just love the people that you work with. Mm. And also be, in, I mean, there's so many things about this job that that are blessings. Is it's, the makeup super fun? Like I would like to get my hair and makeup oh, done. Yeah. <laughs> although it sounds so um, annoying to say it, but it gets annoying. It gets mm-hmm. old to have people in your face. That sounds like such a high class problem to have, but no, but it is. I mean, I've been away from it now for a few months and if I have to go somewhere and I'm like, (laughs) I wish somebody could just do this for me. Yeah. But what's it like having to look in the mirror for work? Like, how do you handle the self-criticism and like, you know, people are, okay, good. (laughs) <laughs> but I imagine when people are touching your face and stuff, like the when I have had the opportunity to sit in a chair, I'm constantly like, well, what are the products and what should I get? And da 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 And then it very quickly feeds that, like the hungry ghost or like that, I don't know. <laughs> Basically the monster inside of me that is like wanting to fix myself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, humor, I guess. And uh, Gosh, I don't know. I worked on a job, not this show that I'm on now, but a, another job. And um, I had my makeup done. The guy, the guy did such a great job. I mean, he did such a great job. And I said, Adam, oh, my God, I look so beautiful. <laughs> I said, look, I'm teasing him, but I'm like, I look so beautiful. And he said, I am an expert at corrective beauty. <laughs> that was his response. And I was like. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> so um, I'll just take this makeup face exactly, to a plastic surgeon exactly. and I, have them do what you just totally. contoured. I oh. think after that, I was still nursing my son when that. I was probably you know getting so little sleep, and your face totally changes in your forties. I mean, you're not forty yet. No, it um, changes when you're pregnant. It changes when you're pregnant, and it changes after you're and pregnant. It changes after you're pregnant, it, like it's oh it, like god. falls. And you're so tired that like, you're just like. What are like, the, the nasolabial, labial, what? Like labia. My you nasal, have a labia on your face. My nasal labias <laughs> on my face are so deep. And it's all my father's fault. Oh my and every time I see him now, I just like stare at his face and like with anger because I'm like, I got that from you. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so. Oh, what are your favorite tricks or like, okay, so what I love on your blog is like you've got links to these other sites. So clearly you you like, you take in good things 
Like, you know how to find and seek out sustenance for our spirits. Fine, yeah. I'll say it. No, I have I, no I, other I, way to say it. What, like, what are your favorite resources? If you're having a bad day, what do you do? Mm. I'll, mine is Tara Brock. Her podcast is my favorite. I don't know Tara Brock. Oh, yeah. Why do I not know? I don't know, but now you do. Well, <laughs> I love, I, I mean, for sure, Atomic Moms, for real. Um, What else? What do I seek out? I mean, I, I really am like equal opportunity. I just was interviewed for a a blog about me time. Like, what do you do? Like, what, what do you, you know? I'm just laughing because you're like self-care. about to have a second kid. You'd be like, yeah. <laughs> I know. I like, know, good totally. luck with that me time. Like, absolutely. <laughs> it was like self-care. What is your, yeah. um, you know, what what's your go-to form of self-care? And I do feel like it's as you get older, maybe, or just wiser, I don't know, you s- start to be able to discern what you need. And it might be like mm-hmm. us weekly and a glass of wine, or it might be meditation, or it might be a hike outside. I haven't been able to hike this Ugh. pregnancy. I just, my hips hurt and I really miss working out. It's been a... That was so oh, awful. I bet when you, because you were bed resting. Yeah. I, that And that's just, I grew up dancing. But the muscle and, atrophy, though, it looked great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I just, God. that's how I process stress, for oh, sure, too. is through exercise yeah, and yeah. moving and breathing and thinking and listening to things mm-hmm. that nourish me. So that's, I came really looking forward to that after baby comes. So that that generally does it for me. And then just usually I'm trying to find great things to read about parenting. You know, I have a handful of books kind of going right now. And I get a lot from Janet Lansbury's podcast. And, and now and, I got to um, say it. Blog. As the listeners know, you know, she's Eliza's teacher every Friday. I mean, <laughs> how crazy is I'm so that? so jealous. That's so amazing. That crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. I geek out all the time. We did a video together of her showing me how to change Eliza's diaper, like the rye way. Yeah. And it's great, but I have to figure out how to censor it appropriately before I share. So anyway, there's more to come. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But that's been really cool. Like that has been super special (laughs) to get to sit in room with my baby and like six or seven other babies and Janet and the other parents and just sit there basically for an hour and a half and watch them interact with one another with, you know, limited interference from Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. And it has been so helpful because I wasn't aware of how triggered I could get by a child being upset. Mm -hmm. Like you... Your own child, too. Yeah. Or even, like, if another baby is crying because the mother leaves the room to go to the bathroom, right? Normal thing. Mom's got to go to the bathroom. She's Mm going to go to the bathroom. And Janet's like, go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. The baby's (laughs) crying hysterically. And it takes a beat to be like, it's okay. Like, the baby's totally fine. And the baby's going to learn that it's okay. Yeah. But how, as a society, we are, like, so unequipped 
to be able to handle emotions and how quickly oh, yeah. we want to squelch them. I mean, and I, I didn't know anything about Rye until I had my son. And er, I'm so grateful that I found those resources mm-hmm. when he was young. It has shed so much light on my own childhood. I mean, huge. Come on, you got to give me a nugget. Well, just, I, I feel like I was being cryptic earlier talking about my mom and my stepfather, but my mom was married to Tony Robbins for 15 years. And I mean, so much great stuff came out of that for everyone involved, my brothers and my mother. And, you know, I'm sure for him too, having like kind of like an instant family. And there was a lot of empowering stuff that I got from that about like, you, you are empowered and you can, you can make things happen and you can like change your life. And yeah, um, part of that was like, you have the power to just change your mind and change your feelings and change your state. And while that, well, I believe that to be true on a macro level, it was a really big shift for me to like start looking at um, my own emotions and mm-hmm. like allowing, you know, in my in my early 20s when I sort of left home and went to school and just moved away to, to not feel so guilty about any negative emotion that I felt. And so being able to look at my son and hold a space for a feeling has been really cathartic for me as, I mean, as a parent, and I can see how much it empowers him to be just given that moment of supreme empathy, you know, and to not try to change it and not try to, mm-hmm. it's it's been really cool for me to turn that on myself and and also use that in my marriage as well to to not try to it's okay. Well, here's yeah. a solution, like right yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's oh it's, my god, it's really profound, and it's so simple, but it's so it's huge. My mother, I think, was an accidental rye person in that, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone, <clears throat> rather than giving a definition of rye, I'm just going to put it in the show notes because it'll be easier. <laughs> but because she was very hands off and very much like, here's your activity, go do it. And and Janet is like that in many ways. Like, don't interfere with the child yeah. playing. Yeah. Like, let the child figure it mm-hmm. out for herself because you're interfering with her dis- discovery. Mm-hmm. So in that way, my mom was accidentally right. The thing that she didn't <laughs> get was like any tolerance for feelings and I don't, that's not my mom's fault. It's also like a generational thing. It's a generational think. thing for and like, sure. You're okay. You're okay. I hear people say that oh, to their yeah. kids. Oh, my mom would be like, you're fine. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Get over it. That kind of, you know, like just yeah. stop. Stop. Oh, God. Quit I crying. can hear it right now. Stop it. Just stop it. Oh, <laughs> you're like, okay. but it's also funny that we both became actresses, mm. or I was for a while, yeah. but that was hard because. I wasn't comfortable with emotions. Uh, yeah, me either. And I actually had to learn. I don't think I've ever shared this on the show, but I was in a, a Meisner class with this amazing teacher, Laura Henry. And you, we had to learn how to be there for another actor who was super upset about something. And like, how can you sit with someone in their pain mm. and not change oh them or fix them? And to see how quickly people go to like, patting on the back or, mm, or just yeah. trying to somehow manipulate it instead of just 
being with present it. with yeah. it. And it's funny that Janet Lansbury was also an actor. Oh, she was? Yeah. So, like, that's part of that connection. But, like, that we— We've got got to to work through that stuff. Right? Yeah. Oh. It is. It's It's so deep. It is. It's, like, kind of obvious, but it's so— Let's get back to my aging concerns. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But it's— it's, oh, God, especially, you're right, with the husband stuff, like, did not want to change that or fix that. Or, like, I have, I didn't yeah. realize how bad I was at letting Adam have feelings. I know. Yeah. I, or I or was, making it be about me. Right. What, are you, what did I, what, are you mad? Are you mad at me? Yeah. I know. Also, I, I find it both easier and harder to be married after you have children because you have this knowledge like we're talking about you have this perspective of wanting to allow people to have their whatever feeling they're having and at the same time i find i should just speak for me i find that i am i've been holding space all day for my son i don't have anything left anymore i don't want to and i find myself like when i'm at the end of my rope at bedtime i'm like I don't have any more space for to hold for my husband, <laughs> just or anybody. Have you gotten? I got in trouble this year. <clears throat> throat clearing. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm like, uh, should I say that? We're like, uh, no, no, no. You should because I'll sit, and then I'll share this, and we'll both get in trouble together. <laughs> It'll be fine. Um, I would get in bed, and. I clearly I'm going to get in trouble because I just like go blank, right? I just totally dissociate. I'm like, I get in bed, the end. No, I get in bed and then I'll be like on a text chain with a group of friends and it would just like make Adam so pissed off because he'd be like, are we not talking? And I'd be like, all I want to do is respond to my phone because I've got 400 messages from, from the day this, that you from haven't the day been that able I'm, to, and I haven't been right. a good friend, and I haven't responded to them. But also, it's way more fun to respond to them than to like sit in bed and talk about drug cartels or whatever you want to talk about. Like, <laughs> and then he gets offended, <laughs> or like, oh, now he's really going to be mad. But like, the, the, <laughs> he'll want to share. He'll have watched some stand up thing, and he'll want to share like the best parts of the stand up act for me in bed. When I just want to respond to my friend's text messages or, like, maybe watch the stand-up act. I have a real—like, a big, big problem in our marriage is I don't like getting, like, the jokes secondhand. Like, I want to see the real deal. Like, I don't need you to reenact it. He grew up (laughs) always being, you know, encouraged to reenact these things. Like, his mother is, like, the best audience in the world. Hi, Bubby. We're both making faces like, <laughs> yes, you're the most incredible mother ever. But, Bubby, you set me up. That's <laughs> so funny. I have to listen to it. Oh, my God. Or his feelings will get hurt. So, yeah, I hear you. After the kids are in bed, you're just like, oh, my God, I'm done. Where, when's mean, the my time? Just, yeah. Your time, my time. Yeah. My time sounds like a drink. My, I know. I'd <laughs> my, like time, my time, my time. Let's get oh. some my times in here. Yeah. I see. Like some pineapple. Yeah, right? It's a Mai Tai for moms. 
Mm. It's got like a, a dash of CBD. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, go. my God. Oh, my Great. God. Okay. In conclusion, I need you to read this part of one of your blogs. It's good enough. Okay. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass it over to you. Thank you. The, the poor blog has really taken a back burner these days. Well, because you— I mean, it's just— You're series regular on a Netflix multicam that's already shot two seasons. You have an almost four-year-old, and you have an almost, almost one-day-old. <laughs> this is true. I have an almost one-day-old. It's amazing. Okay, so— we are going to be sharing the latest excerpt from Joey Cake, which was published February 20th, 2017, <laughs> because so I feel like mothers would really appreciate that. I'm going to get on my soapbox. I'm really sick of this whole, like, why as a society we, we create so many amazing things and it's like gone or dead just because it hasn't been updated in a day. Like I'm sick mm. of this culture. It's gross and it's stupid and we should just be resharing a bunch of old amazing blog posts, <laughs> right? I'm serious. Yeah, I think that's, you're right. It is like, what is this consumerism it, it, when it comes to our true. own heart good and to soul good content. And blog and good content? Yeah. I'm reading the whole thing. Read the first half. Until good enough. How about okay, that? Okay, okay. Truth. I've noticed that since I became a mother, at the heart of everything else I do in my full busy life, I say sorry a lot. Sorry I'm late. Sorry I never texted you back. Sorry I can't make it. Sorry I didn't get to that even though I said I'd try. Even worse than all the sorries to others, there's the constant sorrying going on between me and me. Sorry, can't do that, Jolie. Sorry there's no time to write or work out with any satisfying regularity. Sorry you have dirty hair. Sorry that stuff on your to-do list will have to wait until maybe never. Sorry you can't nurture more friendships, find your keys, find your coffee, sleep in ever again, finish that article, get to the bottom of your inbox, watch The Crown. <laughs> Last week I heard myself say, sorry I'm still in my sweatpants to a random neighbor and I realized I needed to check myself. We all somehow make it work. We have to. Hell, I've been making it work, but it's often not without a good amount of friction. Bottom line, I want a smoother ride. Perfectionism is a luxury, says my best friend Nicole, mother of two. And holy shit, I finally get it. I mean, yeah, let's have some standards, but more importantly, let's be kinder to ourselves. That has to trump, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> the enormous self-imposed pressure we're all exercising not to mention the comparing ourselves to other moms thing. Mom pairing? Question mark. The whole super mom slash superwoman thing is for the birds. I'd venture to guess most of us already know this stuff. It's just a matter of finally choosing it deliberately on a daily basis and not just stumbling into that healthier mindset every now and then. So care to join forces and make peace with where you are? You can adopt my new motto, good enough. Jolie, thank you so much for making this happen today. Oh, my gosh. I'm so grateful I got to be here. Where can our listeners find you, you know, besides on Netflix? <laughs> Should I give my address? Or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joey Cake, uh, I'm not going to make apologies after what I just read mm -hmm. about not being, um, you know, super current right now. But I'm on Instagram a lot at Jolie Jenkins. And, um, yeah. On TV, I guess. 
And hopefully on Joey Cake. I'm sure I'll have a lot more time to post once the new baby comes. <laughs> new pictures. Yeah. And recipes. Yeah. Maybe I'll try out one of your yeah. recipes oh, that's since we all idea. know I can't cook. There are, there are a lot of recipes on there too. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> you guys, I just really... Ugh. It's just really special to get to sit across from you and talk about these things Thank with you. you. Likewise. I it was great. I had so much fun here today. <laughs> I did. Okay, now go have that baby. <laughs> Everybody else, until next week, trust in your goodness, live out your greatness. Rock on, Atomic Moms. <laughs> <laughs> 